everybody, this is Lori Weaver and welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 28. It's now been eight weeks, four days since I began this experiment of talking about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. When we return from the snippet of my inspirational song, I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I've got some really exciting news. Listener Sandy called the Bravery Hotline. Yay! And she has some really great feedback and tips for us all about perfectionism, which if you recall, I was dealing with in episode 26 and a little bit in 27. Way to go, Sandy. I'm so pleased. And then I also want to talk about the dangers of dieting disappointment and how that might impact us in our compulsive minds. So I'll see you as soon as Josh reminds us it's time for us to let go. But I'm letting go. Okay, brave companions, here we are again once more walking around my local park. For new listeners, I podcast out when I'm taking my exercise. So sometimes I'm hiking, sometimes I'm going around the local botanical garden, but today I'm in my local park. So you might be hearing some sound of the birds, my footsteps, people passing by. Don't be alarmed, it's just because I'm broadcasting outside. And if you're wondering who the brave companions are, that's what I call the listeners and participants in this podcast, because just the fact that you are actually listening to a podcast about compulsive overeating means that you're starting to think about your life or you're trying to learn about a loved one's issues, and that makes you brave. Now, if you're super brave, you might be like listener Sandy. You actually called our bravery hotline, 206-350-6445. So let's hear what Sandy has to say to us all about the topic of perfectionism. Oh, hey, Lori, this is Sandy, your brave companion from Hollywood. And I just wanted to be brave and call your hotline and, and just say how much I'm, I'm getting out of your podcast. And, and um, I just want to respond to your issue that came up in, I think, episode, was it 26? about perfectionism and um, just really wanted to give a shout out to, you know, your vulnerability and what you shared of all your frustration. I think we've all dealt with um, issues like that. And I just wanted to share that that's definitely something that I have struggled with. And and one of the strategies that I've learned that somebody told me, and it's just been amazing, is that I have a picture of myself uh, as a little girl and I'm feeding a squirrel. And I, and I look at this picture and I, whenever I'm feeling self-critical, I look at it and say, like, why would you be mean to that little girl? Why, why would, you know, what did she do to you? And, and it just reminds me that inside of me, uh, that spirit is still there. That little girl is still there. And so whenever I feel like I'm not perfect, I'm not successful at something I set out to do, I just, and I start berating myself and ruminating, I 
I look at that picture and it just reminds me to be gentle. And so that's one of the things that um, keeps me from my frustration. You know, you had shared and I had shared that I had lost four pounds. And, you know, of course, I stepped on the scale this morning. I went to a restaurant last night with a friend and then, you know, I've gained two of those pounds back. And, you know, I realized that, you know, of course, I know it's, you know, saltier food and, you know, it's, it's all relative. It'll all come out. And I just kind of laughed at myself and, and I almost went into that, you know, wow, you can't even hold on to four pounds of success. And then I, I thought of that little girl and I just wanted to share that with you. And, and you know, I might even um, email you that picture. I actually took a snapshot of that picture uh, and I keep it on my phone because I look at it from time to time. Um, so that might be something that can work for you too when you are feeling critical and feeling like you're not perfect. So anyway, just sharing that. And I will um, sign off. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Sandy. I think that was just awesome. And I especially like the tip about how you carry a picture of yourself as a little innocent child. And you keep that picture on your phone. You know, because most of us have our phones with us all the time. So next time I feel like berating myself, I'm going to remember that. And maybe I'll go dig up some cute baby picture of myself. Because <laughs> as I shared, you know, I didn't even get a weight problem until I was five. And actually, I have some really, really cute little girl pictures of me. So you're right. I should. That's a great idea. Put a picture of the little Lori on my phone. So when I feel like giving myself hell, instead, I'll look at that person and remember who that tender spirit is inside. I think that's a great tip. Now, if you want to see Sandy's picture of herself as a cute little kid, and she's cute, let me tell you, with the squirrel, go to compulsiveovereadingdiary.com slash day 28. And... <laughs> I am also going to post on day 28 the picture I promised you of myself, moi, wearing a bikini. This is a professional photograph taken as an after picture when I did two series of a weightlifting program called Body for Life, back to back. So more on that later, but if you really want to see this, you can see the cute picture of Sandy as a little girl and what I looked like at almost 46 years old in a bikini. Now this whole idea of the photograph that we took after I worked so hard when I was almost age 46 of me in the bathing suit is great for the whole topic of disappointment. Because go look at that picture, and I think now I look really fantastic. I mean, no, I do not look like the regular after pictures that you see in magazine advertisements. You know, I'm not cut to death and my muscles all showing through, but I am somewhat cut. And for me, and my body type, I mean, I really look good. And I need to give you a little bit of background 
of how I came to do this program in the first place. As you know, when I was 40, between 40 and 42, I went to Weight Watchers and I worked real hard at it. And towards the end even, I kind of swear I was falling into some exercise bulimia patterns, but I got down to 153, which on my frame made me pretty slender. I was a size six in a dress. I wore size eight in pants, which made me extremely happy to have a single digit pant size. And I was very, very slender. I kept that off for a year and a half at that weight. I became part of the National Weight Loss Registry, the study about successful losers of lots of weight. In my case, 130 pounds and <laughs> maintainers. So I was extremely proud of myself that I had done this and I felt like I had done it. Then I started to crack a bit. I started having some emotional eating issues and then I also started to have a lot of physical pain in my body which after going to many many doctors and having a lot of troubles resulted in me having a hysterectomy right at my 45th birthday. And, you know, that was a tough time to have a hysterectomy because even though at 45, I probably wasn't going to have kids. In fact, some of the reasons we didn't was involved with the reason for my surgery. And our wedding anniversary is really near Mother's Day. And it was, we were going to go have our anniversary dinner and it happened to fall that year on Mother's Day, and I had to be going for surgery like in two days. We went out to dinner and everybody there was celebrating Mother's Day with all the little kids around. And I just burst into tears and told my husband, I can't deal with this. I just can't stand it because something about having to have this hysterectomy, even though I was 45, made me feel like all of a sudden I'm no longer a woman. I felt no longer sexy or desirable or I really felt badly about this, this surgery. And along with this, I also had bladder surgery to kind of sling up <laughs> my leaking system. And due to this, I had to be kind of off my feet and extremely careful to let all of this heal for a couple of months. Now, put two and two together. Emotional overeating Lori sad feeling non-sexy Lori sitting around on the couch Lori guess what happened well if you guessed that you put on about 25 pounds you would be right and this was absolutely devastating to me that I put on all this weight and got really close to 200 pounds again when I had worked so hard to lose weight it was just devastating so I kind of put on some more pity pounds because feeling so bad about how devastated I was over getting fat again, I ate more and put on more fat. <laughs> you know, sound familiar? Eventually I took myself in hand and said, you don't want to stay this way forever. And so I went to my YMCA that was near my work so that I could go work out in the morning before work and in the end, I did it in the morning and after work, 
two times a day. But I hired a trainer and he said, you know what would be perfect for you? This program called Body for Life. Well, I'm definitely an overachiever and I saw those before and after pictures and I put in my head, I am going to do this to the very best of my ability. In fact, I'm going to, because you can enter your photographs and your records in and you can like get a prize for your, your age category in Body for Life. And I just wanted to be championed so badly for my age category. I said, I'm gonna do this. I'm just put my laser focus on this. I am gonna do this and I'm gonna be champion for my age category. And I ate as clean as possible and I worked out and I lifted heavy weights and I did everything my trainer wanted. And even when I wasn't with my trainer, he would be in the gym and see me out of the corner of his eye. And he was amazed because he said, Lori, I've never seen anybody push themselves so much even on their own without the trainer. And I worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And the first 12 weeks, because the Body for Life program lasts for 12 weeks, the first 12 weeks we got my results and I had lost something like only eight pounds. So I was down to like maybe from 183 down to 175, something like this. And I said, oh my God, I can't believe it. But my body did look a lot better that first go round. I put on quite a bit of muscle and had some more definition, but I still looked flabby. And my trainer said, you know, I don't often recommend this, but I think you should take one week off to rest. And then I think we should head right into a second 12 week program because I think you will just see that you will, your muscle tissue will grow to this place where you're really burning this fat and I think you're gonna just love the result if you put in another 12 weeks. Well, I'm already kind of sore and tired of chicken and, and tuna fish and, and spinach, but I'm thinking, you know what? I really wanna look like those after pictures. I really wanna look cut and great and be able to wear shorts and look fantastic, be like Tina Turner. I used to, to run all around the track for an hour listening to Tina Turner's songs, you know, and motivating myself. And I tell you 100%, and the trainer said, do not get on the scale. Do not even measure yourself. I just want you to focus on behavior. And I think this is fantastically good advice. So I did that. I put my head down. I ate clean. I ran like crazy. I lifted the weights. I took the rest periods. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And at the end, we went to go get me measured. And I had lost like one pound and my body fat was virtually identical at 28%. I couldn't believe it. My trainer couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it because they had seen how hard I'd work. But the truth is at my age, I just was out eating my exercise. Even though I was exercising so much and I was eating healthy food, I was eating more than I should have. And <laughs> either that or I was eating a little too little in some cases and my body decided it was gonna hang on to its fat for dear life. But whatever the reason, 
because we had invited like a lot of my friends to come to this photography session to see the end result of all my work. And I had to put on that bathing suit in front of all of them because we'd invited them. Look, you know, when I started, we all assumed I was gonna come out of this one looking like the traditional after picture. And it just made me burst into tears because in my eyes, I didn't look any better. I felt like, what the hell, what am I gonna do now? I mean, there's, I can't do more than this. I can't lift more weight. I can't run more time. I can't eat more clean. What can I possibly do? I'm never going to be as good as I wanted to be in my mind. I'm never going to be good enough. That was what I thought. But if you look at that picture now, go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 28, and you look at that picture, and yes, my legs are bigger than most people's would be, but look at the definition in my shoulders. Look at how I look. I did not look bad, but I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that at all. And since I couldn't see it, since I could not recognize just how far I'd come, how strong I'd become, just how fantastic of an achievement it was for me at my age, working full time and putting in this effort to get to this place, instead of celebrating where I was, and actually I think I was even at, I think I was 171 or 172 pounds, I was wearing a size 10 which is pretty small for me. And I, instead of enjoying it, I felt bad about it. And after that, I developed a really bad shoulder problem called frozen shoulder. And my orthopedist said it really did not have to do with my weightlifting, it's a, a separate issue. But in my mind, it was kind of combined that, that weightlifting and my shoulder and that shoulder resulted in me having to go into physical therapy for more than a year. And I really had to limit my exercise back. So again, here I was totally disappointed in my best effort, now facing injury on top of it. And I just gave up. And I think that was my first climb back over 200 pounds was after that. And the cause of it was disappointment. Disappointment. How many of us say, like Sandy was, was sharing with us both in her posts and in her call, that she had lost four pounds and felt, you know, like it wasn't great. But that is great. You know, she went on to say how she was, you know, changing her behavior and feeling good about herself. And then she went out to dinner and put on a couple of pounds. Well, all of us know if you go out to dinner, the couple of pounds is really just from eating restaurant food. And if you get right back to whatever eating plan that you want to do and you drink some water, that's going to go away. And even she knows that, but she can't help herself but feel disappointed in herself. Just like I felt disappointed in myself. Now, how many 45-year-old ladies who just had hysterectomies and getting over it are going to the gym enough to put on a bathing suit for the first time in front of their friends like I did? I should have been celebrating that. I should have been putting gold stars all over myself. I should have said, Lori, fantastic job. I'm proud of you. 
not look at this. Look at every little part of you that isn't perfect, like the airbrushed after photos that we might see in advertisements. So that's, that's the danger of disappointment. And I just want to caution that whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying, even if it's eating intuitively or accepting yourself as you are, there's going to be those days and instances where you feel like you didn't do as well as you were hoping. And the best thing that I can tell you is try your very best to find the success in what you've done. Because if you've tried it all, there was some successful behavior. You could say, look, I went for a walk three times. Look, I only had two pieces of pizza, not four pieces of pizza. You know, there's something in your behavior that you can be proud of. If you're trying to strive to be better at all as a human in any way, there's something in your behavior to be proud of. And I think if we can somehow focus on that, just like Sandy and her squirrel picture, to focus on the, the young person inside of ourselves, the tender person, and give them encouragement. Give yourself encouragement. I really appreciate all of you because I think this podcast is super helping me. If you've got some tips for me or for each other, please come to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 28 and let me know what you have to say. Until next time, take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. Ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the 